This is Come and See from St. Andrew's Anglican Church for Sunday, September 20th, 2015. The Gospel is taken from the book of Mark, chapter 9, verses 30 through 37. The message is by Father Ron Baird. I'll start this morning by asking you a question. We're having a quiz. Um, who is the most important human being in our church? No, it has to be a human being, not human divine being, but just human. I'll tell you what, that happened at every single service. Sunday school answers just never get drilled out of people, do they? <laughs> if somebody asks a question, the answer is Jesus. <laughs> that one too. <laughs> Who's the most important person, though? Human person. Nope, it's not God. Somebody other than God. All of us? The sextant. Some people would say it's the priest. I've noticed that our congregation isn't that delusional. Um, some people would say it's um, you know, the ministry leaders or the Sunday school teachers or you know, the, the organist or whatever. Um, but Jesus tells us something very different. The most important people in our church are the children, by far. You know, if you think about how many times Jesus had to tell people how important the children are, they tended to forget. This was one example that we heard in today's gospel lesson. Um, the, the context of it is that they've been up to the Mount of Transfiguration on Mount Hermon, and they're traveling south toward Jerusalem, which is why Jesus is teaching them about what's going to happen when they get there. Now, I have to say, this made no sense to them whatsoever, but they didn't want to ask him about it because it sounded kind of morbid. And, and so they, they did what all good Anglicans would do. They changed the subject. Um, and they're talking amongst themselves, but they're arguing about who is going to be the greatest when we get, you know, when, when Jesus starts his new kingdom. Which one of us is going to be greatest? And that's what Jesus confronts them with when they finally arrive at Capernaum, which is sort of home base. They go to Peter's house. And when they get there, um, Jesus says, what were you discussing amongst yourself while you were on the road? It said everyone was silent. Can you imagine that? You could have dropped a pin in that room and heard it. It was like, uh-oh, <laughs> I think he heard us. And, you know, and it, it said, were you arguing amongst yourselves? Me? Argue? No, I wasn't arguing. It wasn't me. I didn't have anything to do with it. It was just other people. I didn't, you know. No, we were just having a, a, a philosophical debate. about <laughs> we, we weren't arguing. But you can almost imagine what the argument went like. You know, when you're, who, who do you think is going to be you know, Jesus' right-hand man when we, get, you know, when we have this new kingdom, when we get to Jerusalem and take over the world? And um, you, know, you almost hear it. Peter goes, look, me, rock. I'm the rock. You know, me, not you. I'm the rock. I got a new name. My name was Simon. Now I'm the rock. Rock's important. You got no new name. I'm the most important, I'll be the greatest. And then you almost hear John say, gee, as I recall right after that, he called you Satan. So which one is it, Satan or a rock? And so the, the argument goes on. And Jesus tells them, whichever one of you wants to be the, the greatest is going to have to be the least. And then he takes a small child and has the child come up, that whoever receives one of these receives me. And whoever receives me receives the one who sent me who is God the Father himself. Now think about that. Here they are arguing about who's going to be the prime minister of this new regime. And Jesus 
brings this little kid up and says, here you go. <laughs> now you got it. You know, this is the most important person in the world. And we see other places. You know, remember when the, the children were all rushing to him and the disciples were trying to shoo him away, you know, leave him alone, leave him alone, he's busy. And Jesus said, suffer not the little children to come to me, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. You know, over and over again, we see Jesus' love and compassion for children. And the truth is, they are the most important people in the church. But the question is, is why? So we hear, except they're not. <laughs> there was an article in the paper this morning that was talking about the tax-free exemption that churches get and saying how that could be changing in a generation because um, something like a third of all um, people between the ages of 22 and 35 have never been to church other than like a wedding or something like that. But they've never attended church on air and see no reason why the government should subsidize churches. Now, they left out the whole argument about separation of church and state and how they can't tax us because they would be taxing our religion if they did that. But you know, somehow that got missed in the whole thing. I, I, got the, I got the impression the person didn't go to church either. But the truth is, is that we're losing a generation of people. Um, and in many ways, it's our own fault. And particularly, it's the fault of the baby boomers, my generation. Because the baby boomers were the first liberated generation. You know, the pill came along, you know, divorce became easy, women entered the workforce, life was good, right? We did whatever we wanted to whenever we wanted to. We lived the good life. Um, but there was a cost that went with that. And the cost um, was that it took two people to work then to be able to make ends meet to be able to get by. And so very often what ended up happening was that when it came to be time for Sunday, people were tired. You know, they worked all week. On Saturday, they mowed the lawn and cleaned the house and you know, did, ran all, went to the grocery, did all their errands, and then on Sunday, they were tired. And so when they came to church on Sunday, they said, why do we have to have the kids in church with us? We need an hour to ourselves. And so they started putting the kids elsewhere for Sunday school. They don't understand it anyway. And so they moved them apart. But now that that generation is growing up, you know what we found? Well, they graduated from Sunday school and they never went to church anyway, so they still don't go. Um, because they're not. And what they do know is that when they went to church, if they made any noise, what happened? If you've ever been to, if any of you have any kids, have you ever been to a church where you went in and, and your kid wasn't really making very much noise at all, but the minute they made any sound, everybody turned around and looked at you? I went to one church that blew my mind because uh, the church shall go unnamed, but you would know it. Um, and uh, Junior and I were on vacation, so we went, and John was probably two, three, something like that. And, uh, and John was actually a pretty quiet kid. I mean, he, he wasn't one to make a lot of noise, but, you know, like any kid, he makes some noise. You know, he didn't really quite understand volume at that age. And so um, whenever he'd ask something, he'd just ask it out loud. Well, every time he'd do anything, the congregation would turn around and stare at us. And what I noticed was that a few minutes later, somebody would come over to us and say, you know, we have a nursery. <laughs> and say, yes, I know. Thank you very much. We like to have him in church with us. Oh. That happened about four times during the church service. This blew my mind. They didn't seem to 
quite understand what, where I was coming from with it. You know, it's like, you know, he, he shouldn't be here. Well, if, if you take that approach that kids shouldn't be here, guess what they learn? They shouldn't be here, <laughs> so they aren't. And the problem with it is, is that we have forgotten that they're the most important people in the church. But it still begs the question, why are they the most important people in the church? I mean, what is it that they have? I mean, can they get us a raise at work? Can they get us elected to vestry or to prominent positions? Can they get us a new job? What can kids do for us? There's only one thing they can really do. Give you gray hair? <laughs> no, churches do that, I think. But, um, they, they, they love. That's just what they do. They just love. And what's even better about it is that they love unconditionally. And now we as adults have begun to think that unconditional love means that you can treat me terribly and, and I have to love you anyway. Now, try to show that one to a three-year-old. I'm going to treat you bad and you're going to like it. What do three-year-olds do when you don't treat them nice? Yeah, they get mad. <laughs> As a matter of fact, anything that happens in their life, they get mad if it's unhappy for them because they just feel what they feel at the moment. You know, they haven't, they haven't learned that that's not the way it's supposed to be. Thank goodness. They're actually genuine and transparent. And we all need to learn a little bit about that. But instead of what we've done in the churches, we've tended to think, kid, we love having kids in church as long as they act like adults. You know, they should sit there with the prayer book open, praying very um, piously, even if they don't feel it, um, and, and go through the motions. And if, as long as they don't make any noise like kids do, then everything will be fine. Because we don't want them disturbing our private time with God. Now, for 30 years, I've been waiting to say this. Sunday morning is not your private time with God. <laughs> uh, Sunday morning is when we get together as a family to praise God. If you want private time with God, do it at home. <laughs> yeah. Take an hour if you want to. I don't care. Take as much time as you want. Just go off into a room somewhere. Go for a walk in the woods by yourself or something. Have all the private time with God you want and it'd be wonderful. But that's not what we do on Sundays. On Sundays we praise God. And kids know how to do that. They do it naturally. And when they're mad at God, they're just mad. You know, we could learn an 